0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Lumineers Quest podcast, where we talk everything Lorcana. I'm Zach, and I'm Jacob, and thanks for coming on this journey with us. Okay, the topic today is pretty straightforward, right? Like Absolutely. launch, Flo- Rise of the Floodborn launch weekend. What we what we did, how we played, thoughts on the set so far. Just kind of everything chapter two, right? I mean, it's pretty straightforward. We're pretty pumped. So
1: yeah, here we go, man. It was it was an exciting weekend.
0: Long time coming. I mean, if we've had releases now since what mid September, and it's finally here. Yeah. I mean, the last September. couple weeks have been non-stop been a good time man um yeah so we're gonna just get into the chapter two this time so with that said uh yeah let's just go ahead and get into it um as always you can follow us at you know youtube and watch our unboxings and the streams that we've been doing opening all of our stuff at Illuminear's Quest on youtube um you can shoot us questions at Lorcanapod on uh twitter or our email is also Lorcanapod at gmail.com uh we're trying to get into some tiktok game we're, we're trying some stuff out over there so if you're on tiktok you can find us at Illuminear's Quest there as well and then if you are on YouTube listening to the podcast, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, or any of the other major podcast networks. And so, yeah, thanks for all the, the support, and if you want to find us on other channels, that's where you can. Um, with that said, let's get into it. So questions slash comments from listeners. We we had one from the stream that I thought was kind of interesting, You know, especially since we're like talking about some of the changes that the game has evolved from now with the Chapter 2 release. And it um, is from Luca. And he says, "What are the thoughts on having different number of the copies of a card you can have in your deck, um, meaning more or less than four copies?" You know, he, he the main uh, point he made was, um, you know, would it be a good to have more variety in the decks versus four copies of fifteen different cards, which gets you to that sixty? And what do we think? Um, I think that's pretty standard. You know. I, I don't know if you've been into any other TCGs or not. We haven't, but I do know that that's a pretty like standard rule. Um, you definitely don't have to go by that. You know, there are definitely decks that we've built where you have two or three copies of certain cards, depending on maybe they're non-inkable, and so you don't want to just overload yourself with a bunch of non-inkables in your deck, or if it's a really late in the game, um, like an eight or you know nine cost card, maybe you don't have you know four copies of that then either. Um, so I, I kind of like that consistency. I think we've got enough changes that we don't necessarily need to change that too. Yeah, I
1: think I I think it's pretty perfect for for at least my standards. Like I think it also has to do in my eyes with you know acquiring cards like the legendaries especially like yeah if I you know Rapunzel's what fifty bucks you know a back pop. up to fifty so you know I'd much rather pay two hundred for a play set than. <laughs> you know, 300, 400 for a playset,
0: so... I I think it's a perfect balance of consistency for the game, too. I think if you (laughs) go to two or three, you have to put a bunch more cards in your deck that may or may not really have any value, and so it, you know, makes it a lot more of a burden to build a cohesive deck, but then on the other side, if you are spending, or you are putting five or six in your deck, to your point, like... I don't know, like is there is there a world where there's, you know, one card that you can just like overpower your opponents with and so you have ten of them in your deck. I just you know, again, it doesn't create enough then you don't have the variation. So I think mm-hmm. you're right in that sweet spot. And I think they're changing the meta in enough different ways too where you don't have to really tweak the rules like that per se mm-hmm. to to get a different experience. Absolutely. Um but yeah, that was that was one. And then he also asked about a chapter one versus chapter two set on the on the podcast and we're definitely gonna have a full episode devoted to that, so just wanted to shout out and say thanks for the the questions there, but um, you will hear that episode at a later date, I guess, right? Um, okay, so yeah, with that one, let's get into the card of the week. I don't; neither one of us have really talked about this. So I don't. I mean, do you have one you want to say off the top of your head, or do you want I, do you I've, want me to go? I've got one. Absolutely. Go for it. Uh. Beast Relentless, I know.
1: <laughs> I The Emerald, so... The Emerald Legendary, but the second Emerald Legendary Beast that we
0: have. Which is there. crazy, because there is one in the first set, too, yeah. So, run it down. It's a six cost, four strength, five willpower, mm-hmm. uh, quests for two. Quests
1: for two, and its ability is whenever an opposing character is damaged, you may ready this character.
0: And there's not the caveat that it can't quest the rest of this turn.
1: Um, It is by far like it has the most potential out of any card in the game right now in my opinion for how much it can do like i've i've played a few games and i've quested for eight i've quested for 12 like it's absolutely incredible and i know there's some people that don't like it as much as i do um it was one of the cards like actually both the beast cards the um selfless protector and relentless beast i I like a lot um i actually use them together but i know what's what's your view
0: no, I, I'm kind of on the. I, I agree. I think it was one of my favorite ones to begin with. I think that at the high levels of play, it might be relatively easy to deal with. I feel like people are going to be ready to deal with it and deal with it. Um, but that being said, I think if you have a, a threat that it's as big as that, then maybe your other pretty big threats, like you know, Tinkerbell Giant Fairy, or the new Cinderella, or any of the other you know. Or emerald cards that can quest for a ton don't become the focus then and so that allows them to kind of stay on the board and continue going so I like it I, I do think it's a lot you know they have the aerial who's it collector mm-hmm. in, in chapter one and we had a, a guy in our league that played it a lot to try to get that engine running and it, did, it definitely worked from time to time but you have to play ink for that engine to work on this you just have to challenge so if you have people on the board then it works so I like it I like it a lot better than the aerial I mean it is legendary but um, yeah, I, I th- I'm interested in it too, and we'll definitely get into this a little bit in the future, or in the, in the later um, parts of this episode, on what we're kind of playing and what we want to, you know, what our ideas are, and I know we've talked about it a little bit, but I think they've both changed from both of our sides. So.
1: Oh, 100%. And also, just one side note, the five willpower is actually really awesome. Like, it can not, you know, direct removal, like dragon fire and stuff like that, but like you know, it can survive,
0: grab your swords, it can survive, fire the cannon, smash. Or it could, if you're in a really big pinch, challenge, 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 challenge. It, it I've also used it one time for that as well. Um, over. I think it's just very versatile as well. Yeah, so. it is for sure. Um, yeah, so, what's on news, what's on mind, league recap, all that stuff. I, I mean, I think that's kind of just like the main topic for this episode. So, you know, we can just kind of get into...
1: The 13th legendary that they revealed. Ray.
0: The, don't don't get the podcast people onto the the hype train that you're devoting to the stream viewers I'm as just well. facts how it's was but facts. you didn't make that card of the week that wasn't your card of the week so you you, you already lost the ray right credibility from i don't all usually the make viewers. legendaries
1: like besides this one which i'm i'm using a lot but like that one like i don't even know if i should use it you know it's too great <laughs> like i just i don't know is it worthy Am I worthy of playing Ray? I Considering
0: know. I have like 12 copies of Ray, yes, you're worthy. I
1: don't think you are worthy, so that might be something you need to check yourself that's, out on.
0: That's not... A, I mean, that's a fair point. You know, I don't... I clearly don't get the Ray hype, and so I just don't get the chance to play him, I suppose. But here, I'm scrolling through my app. I I actually cataloged every single thing I got from stream, and I'll tell you how many copies of Ray I got. Because he's just a common. He. There's nothing special about him nope. as much as you want to go on and on about it. I have 10 copies of Ray. Pascal, was the 13th legendary of chapter 1? Ray is the 13th legendary. <laughs> All right, that's of chapter fair. Two. That's fair. Team Ray. Um okay, so I think this weekend was night and day different than the first one, wouldn't you say? I yeah. mean, like launch experience.
1: Yeah. It was I want to hear your initial thoughts and then I'll kind of
0: So a lot of hot and cold, I would say, I guess. I mean, it was a real a lot of fun. Not that anything was really bad. I would, and, and I'll get, give you the, I guess, top-level notes here. Is obviously, we were extremely lucky. We got a ton of stuff between your whole family that plays and myself. We were able to get a bunch of stuff to open and to trade and to try to build all of our decks with. So, first off, extremely fortunate there, and we understand that we're in a place where we luckily have a good store and we are... You know, able to to buy that much, but anyways, yeah. So really great that we were able to get all the stuff day one and open it all. If you joined the stream, thank you. If you're curious at what we opened and you know want to hang out and just watch us open some stuff, we streamed the entire thing. There's some crazy pulls in there, so there are some good pulls. Um, with that said, I got the random error discard card. It's so weird, which is wild. I mean, I know that we were all kind of freaking out about it at the time. I would really just want an Enchanted at this point. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I would prefer an Enchanted. I'm trying to sell it. Um, that is one card I will be selling because I want to complete a few more play sets. But I um, had a lot of fun. We haven't played each other yet because we opened and you had a party to go to and you're also moving. And so there's just a lot going on where we haven't been able to like sit down and play yet. But,
1: I'm excited for that.
0: Yeah, so we haven't unfortunately gotten a time to play yet, but we I think we've both spent so much time just like deck theory crafting.
1: Yeah, because I, I just think a lot of a lot of things were overrated. I think going into
0: chapter two, I just think a lot of cards, a lot of playstyles were overrated. Um, give me just give me a high level. I mean we don't have to get into it because we'll definitely do a full deep dive on some of the meta stuff. But what are your what do you when you say overrated? What are your top overrated? Mostly like
1: pappy decks and. Um, and Prince Sean. I I,
0: I I would agree with both of those too. I, I haven't really do- dove deep into the pavvy side of it yet. Um, I think that there are much better Sapphire like meta decks that are already kind of popping up that are going to take the, the reins for the Sapphire side. I did post um, a couple days ago that my Prince John deck is terrible and I'm reworking it. I've gone down that route and I have had some minor success with it. It's just it's very hard to find like a good balance between the discard that Prince John gives you to disrupt your opponent versus developing your own stuff and so I think it'll be cool I think it would be really annoying to play against but I don't think it's like stupid broken like we thought it would be. So yeah, I can I can't argue with either of those takes for sure. Um what about you? What are your thoughts? How are you, how are you feeling about everything?
1: Um I thought like I thought um I don't think the, hi- the hype was still there. It just wasn't near the level of of chapter one i think just overall just thinking of like the overall hype
0: yeah i mean it's definitely different this go around i mean we're, we're we're in it we're we've definitely like we have built a community here now This like we live and breathe this it's not brand new mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean i, I don't think any anytime you have a sequel the sequel is never as hype as the the first one right
1: unless empire strikes back but moving <laughs> on uh i i just think like I don't know, like the the different play styles. I think haven't been as, from at least what I've seen, as, and maybe it's you know it's still the first few days of it.
0: When you've mainly played like in person with your family too, though, so you're also drawing a lot of those experiences from those rounds.
1: And I I was so
0: we just went to a. Um... A little like kind of league-ish league thing. day but it was buy six boosters play with the cards i can never it's not constructed it's like open play i can i don't remember the verbiage on that one i need to get good but um sealed Is yeah sealed sealed you're right yep yeah. so we, we played a sealed event with the six boosters we bought from the event
1: um and I, I was talking to quite a few players there and it just seemed like and you even talked to a few it just seemed like a lot of people are just using upgraded chapter one um at upgraded chapter one archetypes
0: which that will i mean that those will definitely stick around because I think, so. I think that if you have a good deck more stuff isn't going to make it not good it's just going to make you need to tweak it
1: yeah I, and i maybe we see a few new arch, like really new and good archetypes uh, pop up with maybe like a a damaged deck um something to that effect
0: yeah, um, I, I mean, I think we'll definitely see some of that. I mean, a, as I've said on here before, too, I mean, the options for getting lore now are a lot more vast. Yes. You have Shere Khan that gets you lore from challenging. You have Pabby that gets you lore from healing. You have the...
1: Merlin.
0: Yeah, the, all the Merlins and all of the bounce stuff that's around an Amethyst that you can get lore. Well, I've lost to that, too, where you have where they're at 19 lore. You have to take out the card to win, but if you take out the card he gets the, your opponent a lore. And that's the goat, right? I'm pretty sure yeah, it's the yeah. goat. So Merlin Goat that gets you a lore when they're played, when they quest, and when they leave play. And so you have to take it out because you can't just let it sit there, but then it's gonna get you another one. So anyways, there's there's so many different options that they're it's definitely changed the meta and made it more diverse. But to your point, I think the top ends of the echelon are still probably gonna like still stay into the two, three, maybe four deck range of what's like super, super
1: mm-hmm. good. Like, I, I think we're still seeing
0: um, Amber Steel Song. It's probably... It's even more annoying with the new Cinderella and Let the Storm Rage On, the Steel Song. Which I love that,
1: by the way. That might be a future
0: It's a fantastic day. card, for sure. I mean, it replaces itself. It does damage on turn two because mm-hmm. of Cinderella, the new one-cost Cinderella and Amber. That can sing for three, so, I mean, it's, yeah, it, it just, they upgraded the best deck, which seems crazy, but they did it.
1: A... Um, and obviously, you know, <laughs> as the chapters go on, hopefully they'll see what is really working and, you know, what isn't, and uh, really work that out. Um, but I think, like, there's, just speaking on that a little bit, obviously, you and me are not in the most competitive side of things in Lorcana. No. Um, but just, it seemed like there was, like, a few, like, I think... There's a different kind of Ruby Amethyst control now. It's, really, sure. it's really different. Um, so there still is a really meta Ruby Amethyst control. Yep. It's just not the same that I, I played at all. Um, it's it's a little different.
0: Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, we kind of jumped ahead here. So, I mean, you said we got some good pulls. I mean, we pulled the discard card I mentioned, which is kind of crazy. I guess it's a pull to talk about... After everything we initially got the first day, we only had one Enchanted. And I've been looking around the community, and it does seem like the pull rates are a little bit lower.
1: And it wasn't even from a booster box. Is no, it was from a Trove. Um, I, I myself only pulled... I pulled no enchant- Enchanteds or any discard, or nothing like that. Um, my best pulls were a Legendary Foil Mufasa and a Legendary Foil Sisu.
0: Which um, good, can't even complain about, but it's I, I'm more just making the comments on the difference between chapter one and two. like yeah, absolutely. We, while well, your brother shout out Ty, got a enchanted Cinderella today at the sealed event. and so we now have two enchanteds between all of us combined, like last time. Yep. I just feel like it was a lot weirder of a situation to get them in.
1: Yeah, really different. Like he like you got it from a trove. He got it from a sealed, like six packs. Yeah, Um, crazy. And we did all open booster boxes. We all like we all opened like the crazy stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, and 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 today there was 120 packs opened for the sealed event and one enchanted, and so that just seems like really, not great odds. I mean, I don't know. It's really different. It's really different. And I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of ups and downs on conversations on where the pull rate is, and some have said legendary foils are a lot rare i think we got six legendary foils combined between all of us mm-hmm. and only one enchanted so our pull rates say the exact opposite of that so it's just really hard to tell um but yeah i mean so our pulls were good we got a ton we also
1: of... saw a lot of dual legendary packs a lot oh of those... we did
0: yeah I, I mean that was probably my saving grace was the dual legendary packs
1: um and there i mean there was probably a good five six of those i'd say probably
0: that's that feels safe because you got a couple and i definitely got yeah, a couple. between
1: between the both of us yeah um and those were always a good surprise to see because usually you'd see the legendary is the
0: first rare card like i know what that means is i now that you say I, that didn't even necessarily occur to me so if the legendary is in the first slot does that mean there's always one in the second slot too um for us yeah it's been that way okay every time that that's a that's a good tip Cause I, I, mean, I think you're probably right, but I never thought of it like that. And so every,
1: every one, every pack that I've seen that's a dual legendary pack has has been that way. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so we did all of that Friday. We started kind of theory crafting after that. I've been all over the board. I've played a ton of Pixelborn, trying to figure it out. And I just ha- I haven't cracked the code yet on like what works for me and my play style. I've played some of the Pabby stuff that pretty much hit the pavement pretty quick. I played a bunch of the Steel Song, which definitely works. And I like the the strategy behind it. It's a lot. It's a lot more fun to play because you have to like really, really, you know, be very methodical about all of the moves that you're making. Um, but I also don't want to play like the super super meta stuff either. And I don't have enough Rapunzel still. And Rapunzel is crazily enough still the most expensive non enchanted card out of set one and two. And so you have that to deal with. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that kind of takes us into the next topic of we, we jumped into it a little bit already, but we we said our play and what we want to play has shifted, pun intended, and I think we're kind of like along the same lines here. We're gonna play a bunch of mirror matchups when we play each other. Are are you are you playing Emerald Steel? I think so, I think that's I I like I said I like the Amber Steel. Steel Song, I just, I don't want to be like the super meta, like super tryhardy, you know, we've talked about like playing decks that you get the extra League points for, for whatever, and I don't, and I'm sure there's one that we can come up with that's Emerald Steel, but I just don't remember um, what the, what all of those were from the the League stuff, but yeah, I mean, given the cards that I got, and given what we want to play, I think that's probably going to, to be somewhere around that, that range too.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm still trying not to, like, I've done a few trades for stuff. I'm not trying to trade everything away. Like, I've traded the legendaries that I'm, I don't think just fit my playstyle overall to kind of shift around. Um, I pulled mostly emerald steel, like, good cards. That's, you know, so it helped me decide there. Um, like, I pulled, like, the rubies, legendaries, and stuff, and I just, I traded those off. Like, I I feel like those those just don't fit my personal playstyle, so I, I feel like just, I've built myself a little bit of like uh, things to switch between if i ever need
0: to so we're pretty much on the same boat here so i'll i'll break it down and then you can kind of absolutely say why you like it so it's emerald steel but we're calling it emerald steel damage Mm -hmm. and the reason is based on jake's already mentioned card of the day the beat the relentless beast which can quest when damage is done and so it's a lot of like damage ticks from like tinkerbell giant fairy from hans that deals a damage to chosen character when he quests um i am thinking i'm throwing in the new gargoyle beast as i've dubbed him from the the steel set that deals a damage on play you also have let the storm rage on that you talked about you also have the new um robin hood that we kind of threw in the trash can a little way too early yeah it's Um, one of my favorite combo cards so so yeah it's all about doing chip damage and like letting the beast engine run. The problem that I'm having still is I haven't like found the right balance of like other threats to like keep you you know either in the lead or a really competitive game until you get to that point. Um, also, card draws a little on the light side, I would say. So I, I think there's a few few answers for that. Number one is what you said, let the storm rage on. Um, but it just replaces itself, so it does. It's I mean you're not getting additional cards. It's just, I mean I, I get you're getting an action out and you're replacing it. And those are the best cards for sure. Anytime you can do something and replace the card that it's you're that with the action that you're doing, it's going to be a good card.
1: Um, I like so I have um, the the Baby Cinderella, not the amber one but the steel one. Um, she draws and discards. I like that especially in this deck when you're looking for a relentless beast, a selfish protector beast or the Floodborn Cheshire in my in my deck. Um, I like those that Baby uh, Tinkerbell also has that as well. Um, I also run Jafar, the Floodborne Jafar. I like the
0: Jafar a lot. Jafar was definitely like was a very was it like on the last. Dump it was the in last the release. App? Yep. So I think that one's gonna be slept on too because it was such a late release. But I really like that Jafar too. Um, A
1: lot of like the late release cards I like a lot.
0: Yeah, there were quite a um, few of them.
1: One of those being the Selfless Protector Beast that I I like a ton. Yeah. Um, but I just think I think I think there's enough card draw there. Um, at least for me personally. Um. I'm still, like, I took out pack tactics. I might add that back in at some point. I just didn't, for my games, again, I was playing all against, you know, real, like, live live games, in-person games. Um, and I just didn't see the need for those necessarily, I, especially when I can, like, play another damage card to ready up beast again. To
0: no, and I understand that. And, again, but think about, you know, let's go back to the most meta deck, Amber Steel. What if somebody shifts Surfer Stitch Turn five and turn six, they play four one drops, and then you play Giant Tink and Pack Tactics, and you've got six lore. And I guess that's the thing is I I don't play against those decks. I know, and it, but that's my point is I it's definitely a situational card, but the benefit that it has is that it's inkable, and so it's you can afford to have a situational card that's inkable in there, where versus a situational card that's uninkable is a lot worse because then it's Absolutely. situational, it'll in your hand, there's nothing you can do about it, but. If it's you know too early on to play pack tactics, then you just get rid of it. I'm in the same boat. I think it's I I, I think the potential's there, but I think it's situational, and so it's not the best. But that's the, you know again, that's kind of the same boat I'm in too. I really like the I think it fits my play style a lot. Um, the only other one to just switch it up here and to talk about another um, like potential potential of like how the game has changed is the mm-hmm. sheer con stuff. With the Ruby and um, sapphire like item deck absolutely um, so you have like I think popsicle is gonna be like from you know the like us kind of level and down of people that play you know so not like the super super you know meta really smart deck building professionals I think they'll get popsicle but I think popsicle is like really slept on because the same late thing that the, the storm rage on has is it replaces itself. So it replaces itself. Nick Wilde can get it back.
1: And then Judy Hopps... It's only one cost.
0: Yeah, and Judy Hopps and Flavisham can use their abilities to banish Popsicle and draw off of it. And so it gets you a lot of your own control draw. Um, And I guess real quickly too, Popsicle is just a one cost Sapphire item that lets you heal two damage from one character. Um, But the synergy with Nick Wilde um, shout out Zootopia lets you retrieve popsicle from the discard pile and then you can play it again and then banish it again to keep drawing. And so there's a lot of synergies to continue to draw off of from yes. that from that respects. Um, I really like the Ruby damage or the Ruby challenging, I guess, I mean damage obviously but more challenging um, with sheer Khan. because again, the, the you know your opponent is most likely playing a game to quest to win of some sort and if your game is to challenge to win meaning you have sheer con maybe one maybe two on the board then you challenge three or four times and you got a, a boatload of lore so just I, from slowing your opponent down
1: so i haven't seen that
0: as much is that ruby steel like is, or what what is we're, we're, ruby sapphire is what i've been playing with that because you have the the card draw and the recursion from the popsicle and the all of the stuff there you also have the the ink ramp with Sapphire, and now mm-hmm. that you have some recursion and card draw, that makes it a little stronger. Um, and then those those bought you I mean you've also got um, from the new set in Sapphire, you've got a little bit of other like cool stuff that you can get from. Sorry, I'm I'm scrolling through the app real quick. Um, the Cogsworths are like incredible too. Um, the the Cogsworth, the the talking clock that lets re- re- reckless reckless. Cards quest, I think that's a little overlooked, especially with Felicia, the one-cost, three-strength, reckless character and ruby. And then the Cogsworth grandfather clock is insane with the ward and unwind ability. So he's got ward, but then he also has um, the unwind ability, which is basically like Aurora from set one, where he grants all the other cards on the board resist plus one. So if you have one of them on the board, that's pretty annoying. If you have two of them on the board... Unless you have like really, really, really big bodies like Maui or Maleficent Monster's Dragon or something like that, you're not taking anything out. Like, you, that means you would, if something has four willpower, you would have to do six damage. There's not many cards that do six damage. And that's like, if that's honestly like the cards I think we need the most is a,
1: more AoE damage. Not AoE removal, AoE damage to deal with resist, I think.
0: It's it's really tough, because if you have two of them, grab your swords, does nothing.
1: Yep, absolutely. Let the storm
0: rage on, does nothing. Like, all of those damage cards, like, you know, I was playing the amber steel deck a lot on Pixelborn, I kind of mentioned that already. Like, I was just getting throttled by it, because there was, there was nothing I could do, because all of my damage cards weren't useless.
1: Yeah, and that's like when, that's when you really have to shift around, and, like, beast becomes a challenge card all of a sudden. You know, like, stuff like that just... You need to really shift what you're doing and really think through it.
0: Yeah, so I, that, that's one I'm, I'm tinkering around with as well. I think all of the the Zootopia cards uh, like Flavisham and and uh, Judy Hops and Nick Wilde um, are, are pretty cool. I think you've all got, got some new items like the Sardine Can and the Popsicle and the Gumbo Pot that can help heal. And then in the Ruby side, I, you've got the Felicia that I mentioned already. The Lady Tremaine, I think, is very interesting. You know, She makes you choose which of your own characters to banish, so Ward becomes a non-issue. Um, and I actually had a really good play with that. I can't remember what card it was that banished, but I think it was um, Cinderella Stouthearted, the big steel one, mm-hmm. where that was the only one on the board. I play Lady Tremaine, and they have no choice but to banish their own character when that one's really hard to remove to begin with. So I think I've seen a lot of Lady Tremaine played over uh, Dragonfire, I like the the Queen of Hearts Rush character. Um, I like Shere Khan. I like the Scar. It's uninkable, and you've already got a pretty high uninkable count, so I haven't been playing him in the de- in the Ruby deck. I've been playing. Um, I've been using Maui instead, and then Dinner Bell to draw off of is pretty fun too. How many Floodborns are usually in that deck? Um, Which is another topic I want to talk clock, about. Clock, uh, Cogsworth, Grandfather Clock. Um, I don't think I have the the Floodborne Queen of Hearts anymore. I think I just have the small one. But Tremaine. so Lady Tremaine, Cogsworth, um, those might be the only two in that one. Okay. I don't have Basil. I don't have. Um, I'm tr- what what are, in chapter one are there any? I don't have J- Jasmine. I don't have. Um, heroic Outlaw? No. I'd I once have worked in Heroic Outlaw. So yeah. like three or four, I think. And yeah, we, we have kind of chatted on that a little bit, but we haven't gotten like super deep into it, so we should probably talk about that. I think there's a fine line on how many Floodborns you can have, because there's definitely a benefit to shifting, but there's also a negative. You have to keep in mind that you also lose a card on the board, mm-hmm. You know, so you're not gaining additional bodies Which by is shifting.
1: A, that's a big change from Chapter 1 to 2. Like You didn't really even think about that in Chapter 1. Now, Chapter 2, it's becoming a real... Because, I mean, there's four per
0: ink now, or six per ink now. Yeah, there's so many that you have the option where if, like, you're playing all of them to shift, then that means your cheaper cards are all just shift targets. They might not be the best cheaper cards, it's just those are the shift targets. And so, um, like, the initial Steel Song deck I was playing, I didn't have um, Tinker or Tinkerbell, Tiny Tactician. I didn't have... Um, the cinderella from steel i just had the cinderella from amber the new one cost um i had stitch to shift on uh, stitch rockstar but you just you have to be very careful with how you're building that because there are good like low cost high value cards but if you're moving those to the side to pick up the shift targets then i think you also can hurt yourself from that respect too
1: yeah, like, I'm, I'm running the Jafar Floodborne without the, the one cost.
0: Um, yeah, I'm doing that Or the too. two cost. I think I've done... I, I might have two copies, actually, because he's evasive on his turn. Yeah. And so it, I, I like that effect, and again, he has... Like, that has an ability for you that's beneficial, but... Yeah, sorry to cut you off, but yeah, I, I agree with that one too.
1: Um, I really enjoy the the three cost, because I play the Cheshire Floodborne. Um, I enjoy the, the, the meta, kind of meta aggro Emerald Cheshire from the first set. Um, and I I really love that as a shift target because um, you know you really your opponent really has to direct like they're kind of scared of it a little bit because they know they know it's coming but they don't necessarily want to full on attack it especially when I'm taking out their other cards with direct damage um, so you kind of force them into a wall a little bit um, so I enjoy yeah. shifting on that a lot.
0: I like that I like that play a lot too and, and that one's a different story because no, when you're shifting Cheshire you get a massive benefit turn one, because the assumption is is that you're going to then exert Big Cheshire to banish a character that's already damaged.
1: Also, there's a few <clears> Floodborne <throat> that drop three ink down, and Cheshire is one of them.
0: I was going to mention that, too. I think that any time that you're losing three cost to shift, that's a big advantage, too. Like, the Queen in Amber shift two is bonkers. Yeah, like, absolutely. actually bonkers. Because, and I, don't, I doubt you've played it, because nobody in your... Um, Your house plays Amber, but imagine shift two, you can then challenge or quest. And when she quests, she gives four strength to another one of your cards. So your one cost now has five strength. Their one cost now has zero strength and you can go challenge for free. Or if you're like in a really big pinch, you can... Sing, grab your sword, you can sing a whole new world, you can sing whatever else until your heart's content mm-hmm. on turn two. Like, that's just unheard of.
1: She basically has like a built-in kind of singer ability a little bit.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I've seen,
1: I saw a little bit of that today at, um, at our sealed event.
0: You saw somebody shift? Uh, queen? Yeah. Well, that, that, that person has some really good pulls.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I pulled the same thing, to be completely honest. Oh, well, but, um Nice. Not to brag, nice. but a little brag. <laughs> nice, um, but I mean, I just think that, like, for that for that example, dropping three ink is really advantageous and really helpful for those like specific events.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, and in general, I think anytime you drop three, it's really it's really helpful. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think this conversation like shows you the different experience we had this weekend, like chapter one release. We're playing with starter decks. We're trying to make sure we understand the rules. I found a broken deck. Quote-unquote. Th- quote yeah. Quote-unquote broken we deck. We thought we broke the rules like day two because we didn't know what we were doing or really like all of the ins and outs of strategy to combat other what, what other people are doing. Um, but now we're like mainly spending our time theory crafting and trying to find a good deck because we want to like have fun in League. But... I take that to the... We'll take a little of a side on that before we go back to Chapter 1 stuff, but both of us said before we started, and we said we need to stop this conversation and do it on the when we're recording, because you had a really good Ruby Amethyst deck that you basically had it filled out with all of the like massive cards, but you said you didn't have a bunch of fun playing it. All the stuff that I played in League Chapter 1, I didn't really love playing either, and so... I think that's why we're both on that emerald steel we talked about, because we want to play stuff that's fun too.
1: No, I, I I love this this new deck to death, and I really wanna work on it. Like Ruby Amethyst, I was like, okay, what's the medalist? Fine, I'll do that. I have those cards, I'll go for it. Um, this I wanna build out as much as I possibly can and make the absolute perfect emerald steel for me. Um, and I've really I've been pulling stuff in and out, um, I just, I want it to really work well, um, I, I really, like, I love this deck a lot more than any other deck I've played.
0: Yeah, I play, I played a ton of aggro, because that's, like, all I could really do, because I didn't have the cards I wanted for chapter one, and so it, aggro's not really that, f- I mean, I think it's a little more fun this chapter, with the the bounce from Merlin Mem, and Pinocchio yeah. and yeah. stuff, that makes it a little more fun, but in chapter one, it was, I'm going to play Flynn Rider, and I'm going to quest for two, and I'm going to play Cheshire Cat, and I'm going to quest for two. I'm going to
1: top deck the entire game. And I'm
0: going to play Hans, and I'm going to quest for three, and I'm going to play Cusco and I'm going to quest for three. Like, that's all it was. Like, there was no strategy involved. It was just hoping you get the right cards in the right order. But I think there's more, like, setting things up and making sure you have board control going into Beast a lot more. Like, it makes you think a lot more about what you're doing, which is why I think I'm on the same boat as you on what... I want to play this go-around.
1: And I I think that I might discover something else new by the end of the chapter. I don't know, like if I'll discover a new playstyle that I
0: really enjoy. Like, going in, I talked about how my project's going to be the Royals. That completely fell off. Well, my my Pabby deck's gone. My John deck's gone. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the same boat. It's it's just funny how you can actually get going with these and just completely blow up Mm -hmm. your plans. And then, I mean, I guess what you draw or what you pull... And plays plays a big part. Some of that. Plays a big part. some of that too, but... Um, Okay, well, final thoughts. Where, I mean, we've kind of talked about a lot of the differences. I mean, obviously, we're way more into it this time and trying to build decks for League. Everybody pretty much knows what they're doing now, and so we're trying to stay on that same pace. But, yeah. Yeah,
1: just overall a little bit more serious about it, I think. Yeah. I think that's the overall vibe I'm getting from
0: chapter two is just I think everything's a little bit more like okay game on like you know let's really get into it. The biggest positive I think I've seen so far is the amount of people that have been able to get cards like it seems like a ton so I'm hoping that that lull we had there for like six weeks is kind of gone and there will be a bunch of people and our local store said without like full details that it's going to be very much more of a constructed league night if I understood that right. Uh yeah. And so like predetermined matchups and stuff, maybe, I don't know, like some sort of ladder. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to to see how this goes in with it, you know, I think that's good and bad. Like I you know, we're definitely into this and I love it. But the just like that, you know, mind off, just full happiness that we had in chapter one is is not the same.
1: And I I, that that hurts me a little bit, but in no means do I plan on stopping playing this game anytime soon no means am I not as interested as I was um, I just think that it's just a little bit more serious about it like I yeah. think everyone's just a little bit more hard thinking about it you know like I, I'll whenever I see a card like a new card I haven't thought about much I'll just immediately think of all the strategies and all the synergies and the decks I can fit it in and stuff like that um, so I just think that my mind is just wrapped around Lorkana so much that I don't think of it as much as like a happy fun time I,
0: I'm in the same boat I, I agree with that 100% for sure
1: um, and yeah, this still is a, a fun time. It still is a great time. Um, and part of that probably has to do that. I haven't played like Zach one-on-one. Um, yeah, we
0: haven't put, we have, like, like I said, when we started, we haven't had a chance to play yet. We were so busy and you've been so busy and, um, so the, ho- has the holidays are coming up. I mean, so yeah, just, you know, things happen and we haven't been able to, but, um, we'll get there and you'll beat me and it'll be hopefully, fun. Hopefully I'll beat you. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So with that said, let's, let's wrap this one up and appreciate everyone for hanging out and coming with us. Um, what are your, I mean, let us know your thoughts on chapter two and what you think. Were are able to get cards? You know, what do you want to play? What are your, your favorite parts? What is, what do you like the most? If you have any questions about chapter two, you know, drop us a, drop us a post or a follow and let us know or email us, or whatever the case might be. And we'll address it on some upcoming episodes.
1: All right. Thank you guys so much. Thanks everyone. Bye.